takes it and it's deflected and gone! They're trying to equalize as a shot and a goal! Hello and welcome to the Vamos Orlando podcast. I'm your host, Jason, joined with Victoria. And we're going to be recapping the games from the from last week. That would be the week of July 14th. So the 14th through the 21st. Well, technically the 15th through the 21st. Uh, so we'll be covering the games away at Portland on the 18th and at home versus New York Red Bulls on the 21st, as well as a brief preview of the upcoming match this weekend at New England. Let's do this. All right. So we'll start off with the midweek game. Well, midweek is a loose term. Thursday night game across the country in Portland. MLS scheduling doing its thing, uh, giving us a, an away game. On the far side of the country on Thursday in a home game on Sunday. Genius. Yeah, I don't really understand that. We had no rest in between both of the games since one of them was on Thursday. The other one was on Sunday. But we managed to keep it up, you know, like do well. Like, I mean, we might we didn't get the scores that we wanted. But I think overall the team, like, did amazing in both. For sure. And I think uh, O'Connor has been showing that he's doing a good job of managing minutes and rotating the teams. Uh, so let's take a look at the lineup that we started uh, versus Portland. Um, our starting lineup had Greg Ringitson in goal, which is our third choice keeper. Um, our back line was Kyle Smith, Alex Dijon. Kamal Miller and Danila Acosta. So we're definitely going with more of a B team setup for that particular match. Uh, midfield, you had Dylan Powers, Uri, Kleschen. And at forwards, we had Rubinho, Patino, and Mitchell all starting. I wouldn't say that it's like the B selection. I would just say that it's people that don't normally are our starters. I think they still have that potential. They're actually really good players. But you cannot always just give minutes. Like, there's not enough games played. There's not enough things for them to get that spot on the team. But I still think they have that talent. You're so much more generous than the other fans that we see on the Reddit. On Reddit, I had, or it was either Reddit or Twitter, that you had a bunch of people saying it was our C team. Yeah, let's not <laughs> take it that far. <laughs> um, so the game starts off, I mean, when I'm looking at this, I'm thinking we're pretty much looking to essentially park the bus and try to make it out of there with a the point. Was I would say that was the entire time what the goal was. No part of the way that they played from the opening whistle stated anything other than we just want to survive this game, especially when you're playing a Portland team that was essentially doing their normal starting 11 on that one. Which... I mean, compared to what we had for the starting lineup, I was expecting a different result. Like I say, yeah, they are like amazing players, but they're not the ones that you normally see on the field. So I wasn't so sure of what was going to happen. And I mean, they gave it all on the field. They actually proved to be better than I expected. 
And I mean, they one of the first things in the game, like it just started like a normal thing, nothing major. <laughs> and then we come to um, what we like, Jason and I believe that it probably was a red card, even though no one else agrees. And like, I've seen a lot of people saying that it since it was unintentional, um, that would be the injury to Dijon in like the eighth minute or something like that. Um, I don't know. I get that Dijon was bringing his head slightly below where a head normally would be. But at the same time, if you're going to kick high, you're responsible for where your, your feet are going and you kicked a dude in the face. So, yeah, I think to me that should be at least a car. Like, I mean, to me, it's a red car, but he should receive a car because just like any other like place, they normally like say a card. Oh, so he, he, he did. Oh, he ended up getting a yellow. Okay. Well, I thought it could be. I thought it was a red. I thought it was a red as well. Any other play, if you are endangering the safety of a player, they are giving you the card no matter yeah. if it was intentional or not. So to me, that should also be part of the same thing as if you are kicking high. If you hit some somebody, you actually endanger him. Like he was knocked out. Like. He, he was actually unconscious. Yeah, so to me, that should have been a red card, which it would have completely changed the outcome of this game. Um, but yeah, and for the Dion, Dion, Dijon, yes, yeah, we have. Oh, uh, so yes, um, Dijon was pulled in the twelfth minute. Is basically by the time they were able to get him up and conscious enough to walk off. Johnson. Uh, they brought on Will Johnson who is apparently an absolute tank because he played a lot of minutes this week, we'll say. We'll leave it at that. We'll cover that a little bit more later, but he played a lot of minutes this week. Um, the next note I have from the game was we, we were outplayed in the first half, and then I also made note that we were uh, outplayed in the second half as well. <laughs> yes. Um. What was I mean the goalie had a really good game. Yeah, Ringenson was not bad in um I mean with game. the amount of shots he had so on goal. Saves we had, he had those. a lot of saves. Three saves on the day. Um so, uh, I mean, I, mean, they had I would have given him more. <laughs> it looked like a lot more shots were there. There were so I guess the most important stat, because I, I do have the stats up here, we're looking at um Portland with 26 shots to Orlando City's two. Now, where the stat becomes much more interesting is in the number of those that were on target. So despite being outshot by 24, we were only outshot on target by three because Portland only put four of those 26 shots on target, which is why we ended up with uh, three saves from Ranjitson. So um, that's an excellent save percentage for soccer, 75%. So yeah, I mean, that's I pretty think good. So. Yeah, that's really good. Terrible for hockey, but good, good for soccer. <laughs> We're not talking about hockey today, so. <laughs> um, I think what's more impressive is Orlando only taking two shots total and only one of them on target, and that one going in. I mean, definitely they they made the most of the chances that they had, and the it was mainly that one chance that they got was Rubinho not quitting on that play, really. The 
Orlando goal. Oh, that was the yeah. goal? Yeah. That's like one of the main – I was like – I was so confused on who we were talking about. But, yeah, so that was amazing. I think that goal is like one of the best things ever just because you shouldn't stop playing. Like you don't stop chasing that ball until like literally you're told that you have to leave it there. You follow it till the end or until they call something. That's how it is. Like you just have to play it off. And the fact that he followed up, even though the guy thought that it was already out, like he was waiting for it. It's like an amazing steal, and to me, it's like yeah, make someone pay for being sloppy. Yeah, <laughs> that's why you sure. get. <laughs> so, um, I, I remember the only other thing that you had mentioned earlier was um, that you found frustrating was how late in the game they uh, we gave up the tying goal. Yes. Okay. So let's say you're winning one zero. You only had less than ten minutes for the game to be over. So what you do? You stop letting them shot, like taking shots to goal. Like you just stop it because you have that game. Like you got it. I think they were doing the best that they could. I know, but like I just wanted them to win, and it just hurts that they lost so close to the end of the game. I mean, I mean, we get a shot and everything, whatever they say, but I think we could have won that game. I, I still think getting a draw out of that midweek result is. Definitely acceptable. I mean, I, I'd i be happy with that result overall. I mean, I am too. But I was just saying, it's it's just like one of those things. Certainly. That- <laughs> I mean, especially, I mean, now knowing the result of Sunday's match as well, you definitely think that you probably should have had three points in both games. Or you could have. We shouldn't have had any points from the Portland game realistically, but we did manage to steal one. And I think it, we we were very close to stealing three. That's yeah. that's for sure. And with where we're at in the standings right now and where we're at in the year, uh, those two points could really come in handy if we'd have gotten them. So uh, I guess with that, we will uh, move on over to the game on Sunday versus the New York Red Bulls. Uh, this game, we definitely started our our first choice team, I would say especially based on who was available. Uh, in goal, we had Rowe. We had the ultimate back line, I think, that our team has at all, injured or not. Uh, Ruan, Sané, Jansen, and Matinho. Yeah, I think this was the first game for Matinho back for a while. I think he was injured. So I was glad to see him back on the field. Um, not his brightest game. Yeah, but, shaky first half. I mean, it's understandable. He has been out for a while. It's different to be in practice than in an actual game. So, I, But I was really happy to actually see him back on the field because he's a good player. So, you know, it's just something that completes the back line. And I just like see that team playing together, like that lineup. And it was very encouraging to see him really kind of settle in a little bit more in the second half than he was in the first, for sure. Uh, with that, we move to the midfield. We have Asquez, Mendez, and Will Johnson. Um, I think the only person I would swap out of there um, would be Higita for Asquez, which obviously Higita has been injured, but he did return to training this week, which is also a good sign. So hopefully we'll see him play this weekend. Um, also, uh, well, we'll get to that once we get to what was going on in the game. The starting forwards <laughs> for this game are Chris Mueller, Tesho Akindeli, and... 
Nani. Yes, it's. I think that's our like first pick for forwards as well. I know we normally have like Dwyer on the field sometimes as well, but I think lately, uh, maybe this season. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't really. Last two years. <laughs> I, I I haven't been able to pinpoint what happened there, but Dwyer really needs a wake up call. He's an amazing player. He used to like know where to be. He will follow up uh, plays. And now it's just like he's always there, wants like the ball by his feet, and hasn't been very lucky with finishing. Yeah, he's not been very good. And as well, he always gets in trouble. So, of course, like if you're coming in as a sub in the 60, 70 minute, getting a red card, like any, even the white, like the white white cars the yellow cars and getting accumulation like that's just not okay like be a team player and don't be that way but I think that's why we have been playing Arkendelli as a central forward which so far it has worked out really well but I mean like Jason always says like he's not really a um, center forward I will say that I will see him better as a wing Winger, yeah. I will say uh, Dom wouldn't have to worry about that stuff as much, and this is a side tan- tangent, obviously. Dom wouldn't have to worry about that as much if he w- if uh, the league treated everyone the same and he was treated the same as Zlatan because apparently Zlatan can accumulate six yellow cards and still not get suspended for a rivalry match, and he can elbow someone in the face and break their a bone in their face and not get any card at all, so... You know, no salty or anything, but I think everyone, everyone should be treated equally. Yeah, I think the enforcement of the rules in this league is really pathetic at times. Anyway, not to say, that's not to say that Dom's card wasn't deserved. I'm just saying Zlatan deserved a card. Dom's card was 100% deserved. It was really stupid hmm. of him, but we covered that previously, how stupid he is. So moving on from that... Um, Notable events in the game would be the close miss from Nani. Oh, yes. That was an amazing shot. Uh, first touch. So, you know, first strike. <laughs> um, he touched that ball. Amazing curve. Like, as he was going towards goal. And it was just a little shy of that goal. So, I think it's just they have to keep doing that. Because yeah. I feel like normally our team builds up the play but never actually finishes. They didn't finish in this game either. I know they didn't, <laughs> but like at least it was closer. <laughs> um, sticking with the first half, um, Asquez gives up a pretty poor, uh, I think it was an attempted pass. It was attempted pass with the outside of the foot. Went nowhere. Stolen by Red Bulls. They counter and get a goal. Um, the goal looked a little bit sloppy because... Rowe actually got a, a bit on it, we'll say. I mean, he was very close to saving it, and he had been solid throughout the rest of the game, to be honest with you. And this year, in general, he's been really solid as a goalkeeper for us. So um, that pretty much wrapped up the first half, which this ended up being, you know, two different games in the first and second half. We got outpossessed a bit in the first half and outshot. And by the time the second half ended, we had turned around being out-possessed to out-possessing 
Red Bulls for the entire game, 61% for us, which was, I mean, we absolutely dominated that second half. There's just, there was no finishing. We hit a post. We hit the crossbar twice. We had a couple of fantastic um, shots that were saved by uh, Robles, the keeper for Red Bulls. And it just, especially by like the 80th minute, was just seeming like, yeah, this, it's not our night. It's not happening tonight. Yeah, all like it was a game that we could have probably won in any other day in any other situation. It probably would have been like yeah, if they would have finished their chances. Three-one game or yeah. even more because there was so many chances. Like we have it, like we have the potential, like we dominated, but the team needs to show up. Like but they need to be able to finish. Yeah. And also, don't wait till the second half. Like you have the potential to do yeah. it from the beginning. Keep it nice and steady the whole time, and then you'll be able to. I mean, credit to Con or to O'Connor for. I mean, whatever he told the guys in the locker room clearly had an effect. Yeah, you know, I feel like he always does. Like he always gives them that wake up call when they need it. He's a very good coach. He's very much, uh, definitely more like what we had in uh, Adrian Heath back when he was here. I think there's a significant difference in how everyone's playing and the cohesion of the team. And it'll be nice to see uh, he'll have, he and um, our GM will have a little bit more uh, to work with this coming off season as some of those bigger contracts will be up. I believe questions is up at the end of this year, if I'm not mistaken. So that opens up some of those slots that um, we can bring in some, maybe a, I mean, ideally I'd like to see a designated player, uh, in a striker position like a lot of other teams have, like DC has with Rooney or Galaxy has with Zlatan or LAFC has with uh, Carlos Vela. It's, I mean, we just need a player like that to really finish chances because clearly we didn't finish any. Yeah, I would say that's what we're really missing right now on the team. Um, we, we have the potential. Like, it's there, and I'm looking forward to, like, games to come because I know that once they figure it out, once they know what they're really doing, it will be good. Like you, we have a good team. Yeah. They, they will definitely be a dominant force. They're close to it now. With that being said, let's uh, take a look at this weekend's match against uh, New England Revolution. It'll be coming up on Saturday night. I believe it's 7 p.m. start for that one. Uh, I don't know what station it's on. You can look that up on your own time, I guess. Um, <laughs> this be, this is going to be a very important game. I, by no means are we out of the, the playoff race yet. We're within four points of a playoff spot at the current moment. And the team holding that playoff spot four points ahead of us is our opposition this weekend. New England Revolution are sitting on 30 points, 22 games played. Um we are in uh, the seventh place is the last playoff position. We're sitting in ninth, 26 points, 22 games played. So same number of games played. We can bring ourselves within one point of them with a win this weekend. So that would be huge. And I, I do think we absolutely, this would, if we want to make the playoffs, this is going to be a must-win game. And I believe it will be possible as we have uh, had a really busy schedule and this will be the first time in a while that they will actually have a full week to rest up and prepare for this specific game. 
So yeah, why no not? More, you know, I think it will actually be doable. Yeah, if... no more of those half week preparations for <laughs> yeah. teams. We'll have a, a nice full week to prepare for just them. I think realistically, though, if the team doesn't get it done this weekend, I think we need to realistically look at really putting all of our eggs in the U.S. Open Cup basket at that point and be like, all right, absolutely don't worry about our MLS regular season games. We're putting everything. Our starting 11 needs to always be going up for the Open Cup. We really need to nail that game against Atlanta on the 6th of August. So, yeah, basically I'd say almost our entire regular season, if you want to look strategy-wise, I feel like rests on this weekend's game. So no pressure to the guys or anything. (laughs) Um, The only uh, noteworthy thing about this weekend's game is New England has been a hot team since um, their new coach took over in May. May 11th was their first game with the new coach. They have won every single uh, MLS regular season game, or not won. They have not lost in so MLS regular like season. So it is like a draw or a win. Yeah, a win or losses. a draw in every game since he took over, uh, which would be six wins and four draws for them. Uh, but do keep in mind, since he took over, we have actually beaten them. We knocked them out of the U.S. Open Cup, so we did do that back in June. So. It's not an impossible task, although we did beat them in extra time. We actually finished the full 90 minutes at 0-0 versus them. It's okay. I think we got it. We yeah, just it, it's, have to actually show up both half of the games, okay? Like, that's the only thing I'm asking from this team right now. Show up from both of them, and then we'll do good. Yeah, it's a doable task, and hopefully we can uh, give them their first loss since May. It'll be good. So that will pretty much wrap up this week's show. And guess what? Yeah. We actually, I, I almost forgot, we created a Twitter account. So that way we will be able to um, get in touch with you guys. Like, and if you have any comments, suggestions, or just really to discuss if you disagree with anything we say, feel free to tell us. It doesn't hurt our feelings. So go for it. Yeah, um, you, you are free, assuming you don't agree with us, you are free to express your incorrect opinion, so. <laughs> yeah, so it's... Uh, It'll be a chance for us to hopefully interact with all of you on game day and such. I'll try to, I guess, tweet on game days and whatnot. You can follow us. We are at Vamos Podcast. And, yeah. Yeah, so that's actually pretty much it. And I guess we'll see you next week. And... Vamos Orlando. (laughs) Bye.